that rewatches, reviews, and responds to every movie, show, and one-shot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Al Rodriguez. And I'm Tony Camarena. And today we are talking about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 3, Episode 8, Many Heads, One Tail, which originally premiered on November 17th of 2015. And as always, here's our IMDb summary. Dangerous facts about the ATCU are discovered by the team. Ward's plan to take down S.H.I.E.L.D. does not go as expected. I mean, if they went as expected and war took down S.H.I.E.L.D., I feel like that would be the end of the show. <laughs> That's right. You got to save that for a season finale or something. Need a cliffhanger. Yeah. yeah. I mean, to be fair, S.H.I.E.L.D.'s already been taken down. We discussed this last week twice. Yeah. So that's never really the end. <laughs> uh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Cut off a head, another one grows back. Or two more? <laughs> no, just one. I think I think yeah, just, S.H.I.E.L.D. just I mean, gets the one. In mythology, it's like three heads each time. So oh. I'm well. That's not that's not true. If you cut off a shield's head, no heads grow back. But if you cut off a Hydra's head, three heads grow back. That's true. But shields don't have heads, right? So can you even well, do that? I mean, some do. If you have, I mean, shield's logo is a shield with a head on it. It's got an eagle's head. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on the shield. All right. I'll take it. all right so let's move into the actual episode colson and shield hand over andrew to the atcu to put him into stasis later colson welcomes rosalind into the shield base for her tour and colson shows his girlfriend his office and his collection when touring the base phil locks rosalind in the containment room not for sexy time but to see if she's hydra she's not hydra but she has been played by Malik for his own gain. No. No. Yeah. So yeah, this is a one of the two big storylines. Um although neither of them were mentioned in the IMDb summary. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So I like their strategy of flying her around for 6 hours to stop her from knowing the location. Um it does kind of narrow down where they are. They're not near a major city. They're not like in New York, because I think she would still know after flying for six hours, looking out the window, hey, that's that's definitely the Empire State Building. <laughs> well, did she have a window? I mean, I guess not. <laughs> yeah, every time we see the inside of Zephyr 1, there are no windows, except for the front. All right. She I mean, probably didn't have access to it. I don't know, like, what kind of the rules were there for that. Yeah. They're, they're playing fast and loose with the rules because they are competing bases, right? I mean, competing um, agencies. Oh, S.H.I.E.L.D. and ATCU? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. They are. Yeah. So it's really stupid to let them in anyway. But whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean... Colson has a plan, so that's that's good. That's true. Uh, I really I really liked uh, Colson's line at the beginning. The only spies without trust issues are either young or dead. 
Like, yeah. And that, yeah, that kind of uh, makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, kind of also gives us a bit of a reminder of how Coulson, you know, got to where he is, right? Because it's probably a reminder of how he learned some things at the beginning of his career in S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, true. But the first time we see him really trusting someone in his career, which was in Captain Marvel, it worked out. Fury wasn't evil. Or a scroll. That's true. Uh-huh. <laughs> so something yeah. bad must have happened later. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, he, he had some time. 20 mm-hmm. years, so yeah. Or Actually, yeah. yeah, as of this episode, it's been 20 years since that day in Captain Marvel, so yeah. No, 30. Captain well, Marvel took place in uh, 1995. And this episode yeah, came right, out in right, 2015. You're right, you're right. Yep. Mm-hmm. You're right. Yeah, yeah. I don't know Woo-hoo. why I think. I sometimes I feel like '90s were like yesterday. Sometimes I feel like they're 30 years ago. Never oh, yeah. twice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I'm just going to take this moment to celebrate the fact that we finally, after 100 some odd episodes, have done correct math on this podcast. Wow. Well, you have. Mm-hmm. You have. <laughs> you can't rope me into that. <laughs> I have finally done correct math. Uh, but it's okay i'm not a teacher (laughs) (laughs) no you're not i so i definitely was substituting today and i substituted for social studies and math and in math the kids like because they have you know they have a common core math which i know a little bit about but i've never been a straight history teacher so they're Mm -hmm. using the kids are using all these terms that i don't know i'm just like Okay, tell me what you do. Well, you do blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, but tell me step by step what you do so I can show all the other kids. But really, I'm like, what the (laughs) hell are you talking about, small child? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've heard the the Common Core stuff is really weird. I thankfully have never had to learn that, I guess, to teach a child. But it sounds um, very different. It's it's, it's different. Um. I'm not against it. A lot of people are very against it because they don't like change. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, I don't understand it, but I, what they do is they teach you like four different ways to solve a problem and then just use whichever way you can to get the answer, which is similar to how I figured out math because I would figure the wrong way out but always come out with the right answer. Hmm. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. The problem is teachers have to know every type of way, not just theirs. Ah. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Anyway, um, (laughs) on their tour, Coulson takes Rosalind to his office to show off his cool toys, like his his tie clip camera Uh and uh, the axe that took off his arm. (laughs) It doesn't even call it out by name, too. They just kind of give each other the look. Oh, she knows. She Mm -hmm. knows. Or she's afraid she's about to be axed in the face. And we find out something that I find really strange is Rosalind has never met a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. Huh? How insular is S.H.I.E.L.D.? Their secret from, like, the FBI and stuff that she was part of. We got a whole list a few episodes ago of all her credentials. Well... I don't know. I mean, they're a very different organization from all the others, right? I mean, yeah, you know, it's it's not like the FBI or anything, but she's been at a lot of things, like at a bare minimum, considering the places that she's worked at. 
like she worked at NASA, for example. Uh, I don't know exactly what she did there, but she probably you know, sent she... people in the space to die. <laughs> Maybe it could be what happened. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, Shield has some of the f- world's foremost scientists and engineers and all that, right? So, uh, like, they, there has to have been like. You know, maybe shield agents that go to a conference or they they do a conference and they're, you know, sharing some knowledge with other scientists and engineers and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So maybe they're not an agent in, in that sense, but they work for the organization. Yeah. Or, yeah. I mean, she could have known shield agents and not even know when they were shield agents. Yeah, that one's probably a lot more likely. I like how we also, we get a little bit of Coulson's backstory, where he was a history teacher, or he was a history major in college. Uh-huh. He started he started figuring out that S.H.I.E.L.D. was doing stuff in, like, U.S. history. So they <laughs> recruited him in time. Yeah. I, I bet if they left him there to just study history, he would have figured out the Hydra thing, too. <laughs> but they didn't want him to do that. <laughs> yeah, probably not. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point. What uh, what did the MCU as a as a you know world lose by uh, him going into Shield instead of him staying and studying history? I don't know. I mean, how different? Nick Fury <laughs> would have been killed by a scroll. <laughs> At least, uh, we can't say that for certain. We can say that for most likely, but yeah. I don't know. I mean, we can't say anything in certain. Oh, dude, have you heard about the new um show that they're putting on the Disney Plus streaming? No, I don't think it's, I've heard anything it's about this. Going to be an animated, based on the MCU what if stories. Oh, that'll be awesome. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> they'll supposedly be using like the original cast, but all animated stories. They so don't have to waste money and time filming them. But <laughs> maybe if. We'll find out what happens if Coulson never got recruited into. Wait, never mind. They did. <laughs> we'll talk about it in a couple of years. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we oh. do know the answer there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I take it back. <laughs> Although it's a very different world. That, that's true. It's it's not just the one thing. There's there's a lot of stuff that happened. Yep. But yeah, no spoilers there. <laughs> All right. Um. So yeah, he locks her in the um the containment room, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> and Coulson loses his cool and just accuses her of being Hydra. Or to to admit it, or stay in that room forever. Yeah. Like, yeah. How many containment rooms do they have? Do they have enough just to lock her up forever and just have another one? You know, I I would assume that they, they have to have a good handful on hand yeah. on on site right because they have no idea how many inhumans pop up and if they need two a day for like a month they're, they're gonna need a, a lot that's true i mean now I, I feel like they haven't meant that many well anyway oh yeah i'm sure but i i don't know they have to have at least 10 right yeah that's a good number yeah. <laughs> nice round even number mm-hmm so the thing that clued uh, him off, which is I like for continuity's sake, mm-hmm. is uh, that Rosalind knew about Tahiti, but she never met the S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, so it must have been Hydra. Or 
one of those vast amount of um, documents that Black Widow put on the internet for everyone to see. But no, it must be Hydra. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, probably Hydra. <laughs> you know, so that this is a... I'm, I'm curious about this. Was that information even saved somewhere? I you know what probably not because that was even a secret to Shield and to Coulson. Yeah, exactly. Like the I mean, they, they've kind of said this in other places. Nick Fury had secrets within secrets within secrets, so mm-hmm. he has His to have. Secrets. Yeah, exactly. That's the <laughs> that's the line I was trying to remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i i mean there there has to have been a good handful of things that were off-site um, oh no I, actually we even know other things that were off-site like that uh that facility that where we met the first koenig that probably yeah. wasn't even in the documents that were leaked online right yeah and then like the helicarrier that um deathlock is flying around the world right now that wasn't even anything <laughs> yeah oh everything within the uh, vibranium cube of information that uh, Fury gave to Coulson. Yeah, okay. So you're right. She, He's right. It must be Hydra. Uh-huh, okay. But no. No, we find out she was actually told by Malik, <gasps> who... Actually, Coulson confirms that he was on the World Security Council. So that's good continuity. I like that. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but she figures, oh, crap. He's Hydra. <laughs> and he's like... He's supporting the president and head of the ATCU. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, she's kind of putting it all together immediately after realizing that uh, Malik is in charge of uh, some floors that they're not uh, allowed to go on anymore at the ATCU. So mm-hmm. that was some new information to her. Yeah, and we'll get to that in a little bit. Yeah. It's like, oh, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm actually curious because I don't remember where this goes. Like, does the ATCU join Shield? I haven't watched the next episode yet. I mean, I <laughs> uh, did four years ago. But... Uh, yeah, <laughs> same here. I oh God, I don't remember anything uh, about the ATCU as an organization. Like, I know stuff happens. I just don't remember. Yeah. At all. I, I remember. I remember couple specific scenes but i don't know much about what happens mm-hmm. all right huh. is there anything else you want to talk about in this section with colson and rosalind um are we talking about other stuff involving uh, operation spotlight no not yet all right then no i'm good all right i'll put it on you make a transition sound effect Revenge. Oh, I didn't... <laughs> no, I didn't know I was on the hook for that this week. Uh... Alright, it's going to get harder. Alright. Oh no, oh no. <laughs> In a search for clues about the NASA group that sent Will to the planet, Fitz brings in every book he can find about symbolic anthropology. Simmons finds what that Will was sacrificed by death worshippers, and uh, Fitz wants to persist when Simmons gives up hope. Then she storms out because she's frustrated that Fitz wants to persist. Fitz follows and confronts Simmons about her feelings for him and Will. She may love Will, but the kiss. 
After that, they discover that the NASA program was a secretly a Hydra all along. This <gasps> seems to be a running theme. Everything is secretly Hydra all along. <laughs> uh. Uh, so my first thought when Fitz comes in with all those books was that he needs uh, Tom Hanks's help from the Da Vinci Code. <laughs> I was wondering where you were going with that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you ever see the Da Vinci Code movies or read the book? I saw the first one. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much his job in those, right? Is like to understand symbols. Yeah, pretty much. It's like symbols and other like puzzles, that kind of thing. He's a puzzle guy. Yeah. He's like, oh my god, this crossword puzzle shows me the way to Atlantis! Which I haven't read the last two books, I never saw the third movie. So that could be true. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I I will admit that I did read the books when they were super popular. And like, in like half an hour. Those are super short books. (laughs) Oh really? Oh. Yeah. So, um, they find out that, or they discover the sacrificers were like the original evil death worshipper cults, which I don't believe. He says they were the original ones, but I'm like, other cultures worshipped death before these white guys in Hydra. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, my last note for this part, at least, is... <laughs> that Fitz believes that they're cursed to stay apart, and as soon as they <laughs> kiss, the book opens right on the page that will bring his competitor back, which makes me think, <laughs> yeah, they're probably cursed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> I didn't even realize that part. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so I forget, is this their first kiss or their second kiss? I couldn't remember if they kissed when they were on the bottom of the ocean. I I mean... I don't think they really kissed. I think they gave it like mouth to mouth or something. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I don't think it's a I real kiss. Okay. I didn't think that, that, that they did that. Okay. I, I couldn't remember. But all right. So, yeah. First first kiss. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yay. Uh-huh. Finally, so three seasons in. Nerdy people. I mean, <laughs> I think Daisy's kissed like everybody. So, <laughs> finally they get some. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Let's see. Um, Lincoln, I think she kissed Ward. Mm-hmm. There's that boyfriend she, she had in the first season. Just those yeah. three, right? Okay. Probably. Probably more. Okay. Uh, yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, she probably, you know, kissed Matt Murdock when they were on a dare when they were children. Oh, yeah. they went to the same um, orphanage. Yeah. Is that how you That's say true. it? You went to the same orphanage? It's not a school. I guess they lived at the same orphanage. <laughs> That's true. They they stayed there. They didn't like get up and go there. So yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Okay. So anything else about Fitz and Simmons for now? Uh, no, no. That was the one note I had about the kiss. That's it. <laughs> All right. All right. Sound effect time. Do 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 do. Even though Colson and Rosal, no, it's time you fade out. Fade out. <laughs> it's backfired. <laughs> That'll teach you. <laughs> I feel like this is going to be a war of escalation. All right. 
Even though Coulson and Rosalind are sleeping together, this doesn't stop Coulson from investigating the ATCU with a mission called Operation Spotlight. Dun -dun. They use a scan of Rosalind's phone uh, the, and the containment module to con the ATCU security. Bobby and Hunter infiltrate FBI to quote as FBI hackers to quote unquote fix the problem. After they are in, Bobby goes in to get eyes on the Inhumans, while May and Lincoln come in to extract them. Bobby finds out that neither Andrew nor any other Inhumans are at the ATCU base. They discover they are mandating fish oil to be taken by all ATCU employees. Bobby and Hunter's cover is blown, and Bobby defeats the guards, but then they are attacked by non-Magneto. Bobby uses new magnetic batons to fight non-Magneto. Hunter knocks them out, and they are escorted out by Banks. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm, I'm curious. Have we seen non-Magneto before? Because he looked we, familiar in the show. We have not. Um, okay. He becomes recurring, and... Um, I'll just talk about him right now. Have you ever watched The Iron Chef? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have. He's like the council member or counselor, I can't remember what it is, on every episode of The Iron Chef. That's him? Yes, him. Oh. <laughs> I was against IMDB, and it's just like, he was in Mortal Kombat, his Shield, Hawaii Five-0, 278 episodes of Iron Chef, and then like 120 <laughs> episodes of Iron Chef America or something like that. <laughs> oh wow yeah so that's probably where you know him from all right cool <laughs> like, no wonder he's the iron chef he can control knives like with his psychic powers mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah so i uh, okay so you probably remember his character a little bit more than me it were you saying he's non-magneto because he's not magneto but he does do magneto yeah. powers or is he that... moving non-metallic things around too no i mean in this i I have the memory of him only using his uh, powers on metal. Okay. That might not be accurate, but I watched through this whole thing, and he only used on metal. So, so far, it works out. So, he's just non-Magneto because he's not Magneto. Okay, got it. So, he's not, yeah. uh, he's not like Chris Evans in Push. Correct. Can he okay. not use it on metal? No, in, in, in Push, he can move anything around. So Okay. <laughs> then he's Super Magneto. Ah, okay. All right. All right. So, got it. We got, we got Magneto as, like, the baseline, and then non-Magneto yep. and Super Magneto. Okay, I'll keep that yes. in mind. All right. <laughs> so, we get we start off uh, this section with uh, kind of the base stuff before we get to Operation Spotlight. Uh, May is angry at Lincoln, and my first thought was, Kill him. Just kill him now. Just do it. Just do it. Do it, May. Do it. <laughs> but that may be a personal vendetta I have. I'm not sure. I haven't been too thoughtful about it. <laughs> uh, this is the first I'm hearing. You must have some uh, great restraint there. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I try to hold it deep down inside. Uh -huh. Okay. Just like every healthy human emotion. Just push it down. Push it down. It's fine. Just ignore it. Anyway. Yeah. And then um I like how we get Mac kind of stepping up and being concerned about are you sleeping with Rosalind? It's like it's none of your business. It's like it's definitely my business because <laughs> it affects the team. 
you know, I got to give it to Mac here. You know, he's he's making sure they're fine. He wants to make sure that the, you know, his leader is, you know, Coulson right there isn't uh, um, compromised. Yeah, compromised. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, go ahead. Oh, no, I, I was going to say, this isn't the first time that Mac has done this. Like, this is, you know, well within his character, right? Last season, when he first shows up, he's not liking the fact that Coulson was um, under some alien mi- uh, mind controller influence, mm-hmm. right? And so he was not a fan of that whole thing. Um, so, you know, good on Mac, at least, keeping a good lookout. That's that's nice. It's a nice uh, yeah. uh, uh, ability right there. No one else seemed to do that. Everyone else is just blindly trusting Coulson. So this is probably um... for the best. That is really true. I just think he might have a problem with Coulson in general. <laughs> you know, because it's always Coulson. He's not questioning Daisy about Lincoln or Daisy's relationship with Ward or um, May's relationship with Lash. <laughs> Only Coulson. That's true. Okay. Yeah. Although, to be fair, Coulson is the one who sends them on the missions that could get them killed. That's true, yeah. but if you're if you're partnered up, I'm not saying Daisy would do this because she hates Ward now. Uh-huh. But if I'm partnered up with Daisy and she has emotions for Ward, I wouldn't be too thrilled with that. I would think that could put my life in danger as well. That's true. <laughs> I mean, she does have emotions. She has very hateful emotions, which she would like Hunter risked his life, Aunt Andrew's life, to go after um Ward. It is a use any of your other people other than your six people with names. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we should forget that there are more people in Shield. Uh-huh. <laughs> At least I counted like twenty in that crowded room. So, uh, so are we talking about the that mission yet that he describes? Yes, or yes. No? Go ahead. Okay. All right, so speaking of the people, Coulson goes on and starts talking about Operation Spotlight right there. And mm-hmm. um, he starts giving out roles to everyone. He says, okay, Bobby and... I forget who Bobby was teamed up with. Was it Hunter? Hunter? Oh, okay. oh yeah. that's right. It was Bobby and Hunter. Okay. I didn't want to say, obviously, Bobby and Hunter, but I forgot. Mm-hmm. All right. It's Bobby and Hunter. You're doing this. Um, May, you're with, and then she pulls out Lincoln. Okay, you two are doing this, right? Like, all of the named characters get real roles. And then everyone else gets a, what, a commemorative red shirt for the mission? <laughs> is that it? Jerry in the back is, oh man, I thought he was going to call my name this time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, granted, S.H.I.E.L.D. is smaller, and so they probably have a lot less field agents in total, but mm-hmm. they have to have you know, more than just the same six. <laughs> he, he, he does. He has eight. You forget Fitz and Simmons who aren't on this mission. That's right. Okay. All right. <laughs> but yeah, I've also got to talk about these groupings, these pairings. Mm-hmm. Daisy Mac, great. Bobby Hunter, stupid. <laughs> May and May pissed off me and the person she's pissed off at, stupid. <laughs> Not only are May and Lincoln's life on the line, but they're there to save Bobby and Hunter. Lincoln, who screwed up the last mission. Stupid. <laughs> you have at least, like, 18 other people. Any of them. Come on, Colson. <laughs> put, put Steve on the plane with Mac 
and put Daisy with May and leave Lincoln home. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Lincoln was the whole screw-up of the last mission that they yeah. did. Yeah. Yep. So, Coulson, you need to expand your circle of friends. Ugh. <laughs> uh. Oh. Alright, that's all I have for that part. Alright. <laughs> so after they use um the scan of Rosalind's phone and the containment unit to set off alarms at the security, we see the ATCU security guy, aka Steve Wilson. Mm-hmm. This actor does this actor seem familiar to you? Yeah, I was going to call this out and if you didn't, but I assumed you were going to. No, go ahead. I always oh, do these. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so uh, played by the actor uh, Nelson Franklin. Um, this was the guy who was also the medical examiner in Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. So, same thing. So, mm-hmm. He looks really good after 20 years. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. Keep it uh, switched up careers, but you know. Mm-hmm, yeah. So, when I looked this up on IMDb, um he had a character name here steve wilson uh in captain marvel he did not have a character name he was just medical examiner so obviously same guy right that's the only logical conclusion from there so yeah yep Mm -hmm. um i was i looked him up to see what else like i recognize this guy from someone other than captain marvel Mm -hmm. he's in the new girl which is a show my wife watches a lot (laughs) <laughs> ah. it's actually pretty funny <laughs> I've heard good things in... about it just never got into it Yeah, he's also in uh, Scott Pilgrim in like one scene but then I looked at the actor's name the actor's name is Nelson Franklin mm-hmm. Foggy's real name is Franklin <laughs> Nelson this is reverse <laughs> Foggy <laughs> he's evil Foggy <laughs> he is evil Foggy well, he d- he does work for the ATCU, controlled by Hydra. Mm-hmm. And he did work for Shield when it was controlled by Hydra. So, yep, only logical conclusion. All right, yep. <laughs> He's evil, Foggy. <laughs> so, I do want to point something out. Maybe you know mm-hmm. a little bit more than I do from like remembering seeing later episodes, uh, but I can't remember. So, I'm assuming that when um, Steve Wilson made the career change from medical examiner to whatever he does for the ATCU. He didn't do like a full-on IT training sort of thing. He just kind of went the management route because um, he would know that the words that uh, Hunter was saying to him were I mean, they were all technical words. Just that combination of them didn't add up <laughs> to something. <laughs> the the technobabble like in Star Trek? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, but Daisy said it, and in turn Hunter said it so confidently. I mean, he did. He did say it confidently. <laughs> <laughs> Look, wow, this guy, even if he was like a qualified person, you might, this guy must be way advanced more than me, because it doesn't make sense to me. But he said it so confidently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, we find out that he does watch Mr. Robot, so you know he's a techie guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Have you ever uh, watched I mean, Mr. Robot? No, I haven't. I've heard really good things about it that, uh, that even from like a technical hacking sort of thing, they, uh, they're they like one of the best shows for like actually using or saying things right with technology. And like, yeah. 
Yeah. I've never watched it, but I figured that you'd <laughs> that'd be right up your alley. But it uh, it sounded a little weird to me. Like I, I kind of want to try it, but I don't know. It, when I saw the trailer for like the second season, I thought, oh, things went in a weird direction. Maybe I don't yeah. have to. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I found out that shot. I found out Robbie Malik did not play a robot, so I never watched it. So, <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things where you hear the the title, like, "Oh, this sounds cool." Oh, never mind. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> so, um, but when Bobby and Hunter come in, I'm guessing from my limited knowledge of Mr. Robot, that Hunter based his character after the character in Mr. Robot. <laughs> yeah. So, probably. as a viewer of Mr. Robot. Shouldn't that throw some red flags, or are you just thinking, hey, that show's really accurate? <laughs> it's probably that. I don't know if uh, the Mr. Robot person in the show is mm-hmm. British, but, uh, you know, Hunter had to throw his own spin on it. Yeah. Well, I'm going to say, it's Rami Malek. And he was British when he played um, Freddie Mercury in Bohemian Rhapsody. So that's the only thing I've seen him in. So I'm going to assume he's British. Okay, that fits. All right. Yeah. No. Ah. It slipped <laughs> out. Hunter. I was. I was, really, <laughs> I was really hoping I'd get that past you. All right. Fine. Uh, for about 110 episodes now, 109 episodes, because I started doing this last week. Every time you said that fits, I had this thought, and now <laughs> I've just decided not to censor myself anymore. <laughs> Great. Uh, way to affect my speech patterns. Now I need something else. <laughs> yep. Uh, I don't know. Have you uh, noticed that this episode I've been saying that works? Yes. Oh, okay. Because so, it's it is uh, because of you. Like I have been thinking that. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't worry. You'll slip up, and I'll call that every time. Uh, I know. It makes for good podcasting. <laughs> yes. Yes, it does. Uh, because if there's one thing people love listening to, it's inside jokes. It is if you listen to the episode where it came up, and then you feel like you're part of the group. Exactly. Which listeners you are. (laughs) That's right. Unless you just started today, in which case, listen to last week's episode. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 3, Episode 7. Chouse Theory. Oh, good. I'm glad you remembered. I was scrolling through my notes. (laughs) (laughs) It's Chaos Theory. Ah, I know how to talk. All right, that's good. (laughs) Most of the time. Uh, there is one fatal flaw in their diabolical scheme. Mm-hmm. Is that Hunter doesn't know how to type very well. <laughs> <laughs> why? Why didn't they just send in Daisy? Because there a no reason Daisy. behind she's this? on an inhuman list. No, she's not. She's not. I mean, no. That that was the whole deal with Rosalind to keep her off of that list. Then I don't know <laughs> maybe they have like inhuman sensors they can sense if no that makes no sense because we find out later they want inhumans i don't know <laughs> i mean she's just as well known amongst the atcu as hunter is as far as i can tell right i i don't think so i mean the atcu have seen daisy like when they're going out on missions and stuff. So security, know, some people know who Daisy is. Hunter, they've seen, or Banks has seen Hunter when he, what, he iced him right in front of him. So mm-hmm. that's one guy compared to 
like maybe like a dozen. Okay, so you're just playing yeah. the odds there. Yeah, I mean it works out for the most part. They get in until the bank shows up, and Hunter doesn't have a handkerchief. <laughs> okay. Well, then yeah. why not at least flip the two characters there? Why not have Bobby do this? I assume she's better at typing. <laughs> yeah, but you want to lean into the stereotype. Okay, I guess that it fits. would be. Unfortunately, <sighs> it would it would be more red flags if the girl's a hacker. Ah, uh, okay, all right. Yeah. Want to keep it with the TV show? All right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we follow uh, Bobby, and we find out that. Um, they're not, oh, well, never mind. They're not, um, curing humans. They're not even looking for a cure. They're stockpiling them and saving for later on a shelf. Just keeping mm. them fresh. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, that they're, yeah, this is a big twist, but it makes sense from a story perspective. You can't have two people who are anti-inhuman or trying to stop humans from spreading. One of them has to be super evil and using the humans as evilness. I think that's, what that's right. You don't want like a secret team of these inhuman warriors, like on your side doing missions and stuff. That would be that's bad. right. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, no, you're right. Um, it it does make sense. It kind of helps uh force along a story of uh trying to stop the the big bad if uh if uh the other one turns out to be evil. So yeah, that that helps. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get a quick scene of uh, May and uh, May and Lincoln and May just apologizes to Lincoln which I'm only bringing up because it dashes my hopes of May killing Lincoln <laughs> so this was more of a disappointment than a highlight <laughs> uh, well I'm sorry Tony maybe someday but I don't know <laughs> uh you know i never noticed this before uh how the uh the ship and i forget if they have a name for it but that that ship that um may was flying that was attached to the zephyr one uh, they have a name for it. a quint it's a quintet it's just called the quintet oh that's right yeah it is okay <laughs> um so when that detaches it like does this really kick-ass backflip and then twists in midair and then flies forward mm-hmm. i guess which is it's basically doing a whole 180 yeah, and that was really cool. That must have freaked Lincoln out if that was his first time undocking from there. That's what I would want to see. <laughs> is Lincoln just <laughs> screaming? <laughs> he he had some line about like, oh, "Are you gonna kill me?" Like, I uh, is this torture? Like, maybe that was that 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 he was referring to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think it was a silent treatment. I think Lincoln just gonna handle me. <laughs> her her normal self. Okay. Yeah. Um, I've only got two more notes for this section, really. One is, uh, I like Bobby's super magnetic batons, which don't work out great here, <laughs> but that's because uh-huh. he's fighting in the human. Mm-hmm. But it's it's pretty much the same thing as Cap's shield in the uh, Age of Ultron, right? Yeah, pretty much. There's like a directed magnet sort of dealio that I guess works directly with the, whatever sensors are, are in the thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, the last part I want to talk about, unless you have something else. No. Um, when May and Lincoln go 
extract Bobby and Hunter with Banks's help, the whole um the whole parking lot breaks open and it's a helicopter pad. Does everyone Every single person who visits the ATCU, do they know about this? Or are they just really lucky there are no cars right there falling into that pit? <laughs> I was thinking the exact same thing. Um, I, so my assumption for that was, uh, hey, maybe, she, I mean, she had to call out it was the north parking lot. Maybe it's like a hassle to get there. Um, or even better, maybe that's like the executive parking lot. And they have... Um, valets who move the cars into specific spots and the valets have rules about where cars go and uh you know that spot where it opens up isn't a spot where uh, where they can <laughs> put the cars okay yeah i mean that makes sense yeah i mean it's one of those things where like if you're you know that important and you're making that much money they want to get you to and from your meetings quickly uh, i heard a story once i don't know if this is mm-hmm. true or not but at uh Someone said at Microsoft, like, because they have such a large campus, and yeah. when uh, high up executives need to get from a meeting on one building to like, you know, another building, they have like a like a scooter or something that can take them, or like a golf cart sort of thing, and someone just takes them. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, at my high school, <laughs> the security guards drove around in the golf cart because the campus yeah. was pretty large. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They needed to get around all the time. Yeah. Alright, is there anything else about Operation Spotlight that we want to talk about? Uh, I got nothing, um, other than I really liked it. I loved the way that uh, they kind of set up the whole um, the whole operation itself. You know, it kind of felt very uh, spy organization type of thing, which we don't see them do very much. Yeah, spies being spies. Uh-huh. Alright, um, the next section is really tiny, so you can do a really tiny sound effect. <laughs> Ah, you know, I had one. Uh, all right, let me remember. Oh, I remember it. Boo-doop. Okay. Malik, who we find out is an advisor to the president, has received Andrew from the ATCU. He offers to help Andrew in exchange for S.H.I.E.L.D. secrets. <gasps> so, I mean, this is like the bad guys teaming up. Very much like um, Glass, if Glass was better. Oh, that's a good sound <laughs> effect. You should save that for later. It sounded yeah, really yeah. good. I should have. <laughs> Sorry about that. I completely forgot that I have a new alarm on my phone for this time oh. of night. My dog needs her pill, but it's all right. We can wait until later. <laughs> okay. She'll be fine. Uh. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, the bad guys are teaming up. But we find out that Andrew's not in the ATCU base. Is that right? Am I right about that? Yes. Yeah. As far as I can tell, he is somewhere completely different. Yeah, how did they use the containment unit to set off the alarms in Operation Spotlight? I was wondering the exact same thing. <laughs> um, the only thing I could think of is they moved it after. Yeah, but that doesn't. Maybe they have their own containment units, and they just moved him into that one when he was knocked out. Maybe, but it looks exactly like the Shield one. Yeah, that's right. Why would they be? Why would Shield give them two? Yeah, and they probably didn't hmm. build their own that quickly. Yeah, huh? That's a thinker. I have no idea. 
I have no idea. Especially since there's a good chance that they're in Germany right now because of what happens in the next storyline. Yeah, that's what I was assuming. Huh. Okay. Right, yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe they'll maybe they'll mention oh. it. They'll they'll maybe, maybe next week they'll say something. Yeah. Maybe. Anything else before we move on to Ward? No, I got nothing. Oh, you know what? Actually, one last thing uh, about this is um, did they really have to go with like the generic uh, we're bad guys so every room we have is going to be super dark? Well, unless there's a big reveal that I don't realize later when they turn on the lights and he's in the middle of, I don't know, Brooklyn Zoo or something crazy. <laughs> there's no <laughs> point of it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, okay. That's it. Yeah. I mean, he might be. He might get this crazy reveal that he's on, he's on Titan, apparently <laughs> with Thanos. Maybe three years ahead of time. <laughs> I think I would remember that though, so it's probably not true. <laughs> probably that one. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Good you to ready for on. the last storyline. Yeah. Ba-doop. All right. After Ward meets with Malik and discuss the symbolism of the octopus as it relates to Hydra. Ward asks Malik about Von Strucker's secret vault. Malik denies his existence, then sends in five guys to kill him, but War kill, Ward kills some of them back. Ward tortures the, the rest of them to get the location of Strucker's vault in, in Zepkow, Germany. Since he can't find a direct flight to Zepkow, Ward decides to do the only rational thing and open a door of the plane over it and skydive down. <laughs> Ward gets into the vault and finds Malik already there. Malik is impressed by Ward and reveals that Hydra is actually thousands of years old. <gasps> so yeah, so uh, we start off with um, the octopus, you know, who is essentially a godless killing machine. Yep, yep pretty much. Yeah. Similar to Cthulhu, uh, I guess, in that sense. Mm-hmm. Or a Hydra. Oh, what which, was that? Yeah, which I never really thought about this. But yeah, the Hydra's logo is the octopus. Mm-hmm. But Hydras are like dragon things, aren't they? At least from yeah. Percy Jackson and the Hercules cartoon. <laughs> That's what I've, <laughs> I've come to understand. Yeah, it's basically that. I mean, it's this multi-headed beast. Uh-huh. Yeah. So why? how did those conflate? <laughs> how did they come together? I, I don't know. And and to be honest, even from the comics, I'm not too sure. Um, I, I, I want to say that has something to do with the Gorgon character. Um, but I don't know if that's right or not. But uh, yeah, I I don't know how that, that happened. Gor- Gorgon in myth or Gorgon the Inhuman? Uh, Gorgon the Inhuman. Because, you know, I've tried to wipe out Inhumans from my memory. <laughs> I think Gorgon is Oh, wait, is sorry. The one... In the TV show, the Inhumans, maybe I was wrong. I wasn't. I in the comics, there's a character called the Gorgon, and I don't. Oh, there must be more think... than one because there is an Inhuman named mm. Gorgon too. That's the only one I know. Oh, okay, gotcha. Probably it's not very that one that you're though. thinking of. <laughs> All right, it's it's like having uh, Steve Rogers and Stephen Strange, or Peter Quill and Peter Parker. They need to diversify names. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> Or Chris right. Evans and all of the others. <laughs> yeah, but that's not that's not in Marvel. I mean, that is Marvel, <laughs> but they're not characters in Marvel. It's not like Chris, Chris, and Chris all show up. 
which they will, but shut up. All right, we're moving on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, Al, what do you think is in Von Strucker's secret vault? Oh, obviously his porn collection. Okay. No, but he said he has multiple secret vaults. <laughs> I feel like he would keep that one close to home. Well, all the other ones just have, like, fool's gold or something, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, and a sign. Congrats. Here you go. Have a nice uh, take-home gift. Do you think <laughs> the secret door from Age of Ultron in that castle is one of his secret vaults? Ooh, maybe. I mean, that would make sense, considering how much stuff was in there. Yeah, that's for something. Then again, maybe not, because... Mm -hmm. It was so big, and I, I assume that there was a lot of people in there doing work. Like, he probably wasn't the only one who knew about it. I assume that these secret vaults are probably a bit more private in that maybe him and only other heads of Hydra know about them. If that's possible. Alright. Well, as Ward is threatening to torture the people, to the three guys who are left, one guy cracks and tells them that it's in Zepkow, which is part of an elaborate ruse, because Ward didn't even know where it was. <laughs> oh, so sneaky Ward. <laughs> I wonder, did he... Was he depressed? Was he sad that he didn't get to torture these guys? Because we know Le Ward loves torture. <clears throat> or did he torture uh, them anyway? <laughs> I mean, he might have. I I think, I, I mean, he does love torture, from well, I guess uh -huh. what we can tell. But he's also kind of that one-track mind. So I, I think he... He was like, well, I missed out, but on the bright side, I got what I wanted, so now I'm doing the, the next thing on my list. So I don't know if he was, like, depressed, but he was like, all right, I guess I didn't get to eat that that ice cream that I wanted, but I still got a nice steak. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> so I looked up Zepkow, Germany, and I was thinking, hey, that's probably, you know, a major city that I just don't know because I don't know much about Germany. I, mm -hmm. It's not. It's a real place with a population of 187. Oh. Okay. <laughs> with no, like, Wikipedia is just a stub that shows the population and the name of the mayor, which I didn't write down. So I only wrote down <laughs> half the information about Zipcat Germany. <laughs> <laughs> well, this explains why Ward had to jump out of the plane to get there. <laughs> yeah, there are no direct flights. Like yeah. Quickest way there. <laughs> I should have mapped it out and seen, well, I don't know where he was. Uh, like, to yeah. see if there's fights that go right over Zepka. But, <laughs> I didn't. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Speaking so, uh, of jumping okay. out of a plane, um, mm -hmm. if we're there, if that's a... Yeah, uh, we are there. Spot. Okay, cool, perfect. Um, I really like how he did it, because um, he had to use a little explosive device, probably the same thing that we saw Coulson use in Iron Man 1. Mm-hmm. Um, just to open the door because in real life you can't just open that thing in midair like it's pressurized yeah. and there's like you know hundreds of pounds of force or however much it actually comes out to uh you know keeping that door closed on the plane mm -hmm. so yeah i'm glad that they were you know using that that little bit of detail <laughs> um i've i was thinking that would be both hilarious and terrifying that little um the door popper thing that he was disguising as a watch uh-huh. If it exploded his arm off. Oh. Yeah, that could have gone wrong. <laughs> and he would have been another winter soldier. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> the spring soldier. Yeah. 
The summer soldier? The fall the fall soldier. Because uh. he's about to jump out. So he's gonna fall. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> that works for me. Yeah. So Ward Lancer, right? Mm-hmm. And he cuts into the vault with a perfect circle. Do have we seen a device that does it? Is it is he using the little lightsaber thing from Winter Soldier? Or I, that's what I was trying to what? figure out. Either he was still using that thing, or if I remember correctly, uh, last season in Agents of Shield, when they first got to the uh, the little temple city thing, the the Cree mm-hmm. building underneath um, that place. Uh, yeah. They had something that created like a circle that was cutting. So I want to say that maybe he just used that if he had one. And I just thought, I didn't even think about this earlier. Is it the same device they used to get into the Hydra ship in the original Captain America? Remember, they cut a perfect hole in there to get inside of it before they found Cap's body. Huh. Oh, yeah, maybe. It, it might all be the same device. Yeah. Yeah, it, it might just be the same thing. Yeah. So he gets in, and Malik's already there, just to like burst Hydra's to burst Ward's bubble. And Ward, uh, does he just never find what he wants, or is he looking <laughs> for part of the obelisk? Because he seems to forget about whatever he's looking for. <laughs> I was wondering that too. Did he? Was this just a shrouded in mystery? Like he knows whoever finds the the vault gets something cool, and he just wanted whatever cool thing was in there. Or he won the prize. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know, but apparently his prize is to become best buddies with Malik because they're going Yay. to team up. Friends forever. Yep, and we find out, <laughs> you know. We find out here, and we find out the at the end of all the other storylines at the same moment that Hydra is actually the people who were sacrificing people to the other planet for hundreds or thousands of years. <gasps> Apparently, they also infiltrated NASA. <gasps> yeah, and their ultimate goal is to bring back um the creature that was murderizing or almost murderizing Simmons. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh death basically, um, the thing that they yeah, have death. called it multiple times, yeah. Yeah, um Do you think No, is this one of the reasons why Red Skull wanted the space stone? Maybe? Or was just he completely disconnected from all of this? I don't know. So you're you're thinking he might have wanted the space stone? just to get to that planet and bring this thing back to earth well not just to but one of his mm-hmm. one of his goals um i don't i mean it could have been i mean that might have been part of it did he know it was the space stone inside of there did he know it had any sort of teleportation transportation powers i mean he got a real big clue at the end before well, yeah, that, then, but... <laughs> um, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, we have no indication the the writers of Captain America the uh the first Avenger knew about that, because other than the end, <laughs> they use it for weapons. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, they probably had a little bit of an idea, considering at the beginning of the movie, they basically said it was it was a portal, 
right? Because that was kind of hooked up to that. Well, that's the beginning of Avengers, not of, Oh, wow. I don't know how I uh, confused those two. Okay, yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Then, yes, I don't know. And then the last little bit, we find out that Ward's there to figure out how to turn Andrew back into the... I almost called him the Abomination. Back into Lash. <laughs> <sighs> Although, if he could figure out how to turn him into the Abomination, that would be a cool trick, too. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> all right, and um I that's all the notes I have. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Uh not anything else as far as my notes, but I do have one last thing. Um mm-hmm. we just have a little bit of time left for uh to talk about today's sponsor. So yes. this episode today is brought to you by Skydive Airlines, the first air travel company to optimize travel by giving you, the paying customer, exactly what you want. That's right. They give you, they get you to your destination faster and with less hassle than any other airline. Skydive Airlines optimizes their routes to get everyone to their destination in record time by flying <laughs> over the destinations and letting you skydive right on out of there. No more will you have to fly to a hub, wait for the layover, then get on another plane, wait for a second, wait at the second airport for your luggage, and then go to your destination on land. The best part, this whole setup makes flying much cheaper and they pass on the savings to you. So the next time you fly, consider using Skydive Airlines. Not, not recommended for those who are pregnant, elderly, young, or those with luggage. <laughs> I think about nothing about the luggage. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Skydive Airlines. Mm-hmm. Um, before we sign off, and we forgot to do this last week, maybe mm-hmm. because I was overzealous on the outro, or we just forgot. We forgot to rank the uh, the episode. Oh, no. <laughs> so we can rank this episode. Um, Al, how many fish oil pills? Would, uh, yeah, how many fish oil <laughs> pills would you give this episode? I'd give it a nice solid four. Four yeah, out of five. I actually agree. That is that is exactly where I would put this. It was a good episode, not the mm-hmm. best, but I I enjoyed it. I had more fun with this one. Yeah, exactly. We saw like different parts of the the characters. They're all kind of working together. Shield had its cool little spy thing. Ward came back. We saw a kick ass fight from Ward that we didn't really talk about, but it's been a while since we've seen Ward fight. I like it. Oh yeah, yeah. He is he's a very physical fighter. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, cool. All right, let's go ahead and close this out. Hey everyone, uh, this has been the. Uh, Marvel Cinematic Rewind for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 8, Many Heads, One Tail. Join us next week when we will be talking about Episode 9, Closure. Uh, until then, please remember to follow us on Twitter. We are at MCU underscore Rewind. Uh, send us a message if you want to. Uh, our DMs are open or just anything uh, not DM, etc., etc. Uh, <laughs> and also, like every podcast, we love uh, getting those ratings. So please give us uh, a rating on Apple Podcasts or whatever your favorite podcast app is. Until next week, this is the Marvel Cinematic Rewind signing off. Have a marvelous day. Take you.